Hi everyone and welcome back to yet another episode of the podcast. Today a little bit different. We're going to be listening to part two of the interview that I had with Daniel Tyndall all about men's work and developing an awareness of oneself through healthy masculinity and, and healthy practices. So this is the continuation of the first episode. If you haven't heard that, please do start there. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of a recap of the last few minutes of the previous episode and then run through what the new content is. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And as always, please rate and review the podcast. And also, if you take any value from this, please share it on your stories on Instagram too and any other form of social media. Thank you so much for listening. And one thing that I've read today which I want to share is that uh, which was really interesting just to articulate that is if you scratch a tyrant and you'll find a weakling an abdicator but if you pressure a weakling you'll find a tyrant so this speaks to how you can flip between one and the other mm-hmm. and this might be I, I laugh at this because this is like I, I've I relate more to the abdicator um, and have done so I'm much more embodied in my king energy now than i ever have but i know that still it, i mix I, i'm like the warrior king but in his shadows sometimes so if I, keep pushing me keep pushing me i'm nice i'm nice i'm not going to set my boundaries i'm being too nice being too nice oh you've pushed me and instead of stating my boundaries verbally i want to <laughs> i want to use my my martial art experience to um instate them you know, I've gone straight over to the tyrant. I've been pressured, too nice, not enough boundaries. Oh, now I want to punch you. Yeah. You know, and that's part of my journey is to, before I get to that stage, is healthily step into my warrior in his fullness and my king in his fullness and say, this isn't acceptable. These are my boundaries. Mm. And, and basically, this is where the line is. If you cross it again, I'm going to reinforce it. And instead of getting physical with it, because there's no need for that, if you keep crossing, if you keep pushing these boundaries, you're just out of my life. Boom. Like, mm-hmm. Set my boundary healthily, done. Not accepting it, great. Out the life you go. And that's how we can implement and use these this knowledge, this awareness of the different archetypes to really fine-tune our self-development, mm. our journey into be, being better more well-rounded men Hmm. no i love that and it was it was fascinating um when you first described it so it was really good to go into the active and passive so you mentioned about being within those elements like embodying them um how so how do you come out of the shadow into the light with with the awareness what is it that you're looking for so you mentioned you know, the, the king, you're either, you know, a, a tyrant, and I've forgotten what the other one is, but it escapes me. But Or weakling. Yeah, so you're, you're either one end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. What what work do you need to do to, to climb that, that pyramid, to get up to that top, to make sure that you're not just sliding across that scale from one end to the other? Mm. Yeah. It comes down to awareness a lot and radical responsibility and honesty, because Mm -hmm. if you're not taking responsibility for your life, then you're not going to change. If you're not honest with yourself, you're not going to change. 
And a big thing that I, I've seen with, with clients and, and with men um, is that feeling of a higher service, a higher purpose, something more than just yourself. Because if you're not here for making life better, making the world better, making families better, anything else other than yourself, you're probably quite going to be quite happy flittering in your shadows because who cares? It's just, mm. you know, it's a lot of all of these kings, all of these archetypes in the fullness is serving a higher purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And the commonality between all the shadows is that they're all self-serving. And a lot of it is comes down to feelings of self-worth as well. Mm-hmm. So developing um, self-worth, self-love. Because the shadows are all, even tyrants, this is the thing, like a tyrant, the only reason he's a tyrant is because he's got a deep-seated undervalue of himself but he's overcompensating by bringing everyone else down someone who's mature embodied in their king energy doesn't want to break others down because he's centered and loves himself enough and accepts people other people enough not to need to bring other people down he'll build them up Mm -hmm. but it's that underlying lack of self-worth and self-love that makes him a tyrant because he can't He can't take other people doing better than him. He can't take any feelings of judgment. Mm. And if you scratch beneath the surface, he's just an abdicator who's gone too far the other way. Mm. He's just in that shadow. So stuff like, as I said, the journaling, self-awareness, therapy, Mm -hmm. uh, men's circles, Mm -hmm. like talking, educating yourself, um the books robert moore's book warwick king warrior magician lover big place to start um and just understanding more where you're at on your journey and having full acceptance and having a growth mindset and this is a big thing as well is having a growth mindset don't be afraid to be wrong or to realize you're you need to work on yourself in a certain area Mm -hmm. But it's then through development and acknowledging and understanding where you need to tweak. Mm. And then we look for activities or uh, therapies in certain areas to nurture some of these qualities. Because if we understand what the quality is of a a full embodied king, full embodied warrior, Mm. magician and lover, and we're honest and reflective, then we can see what we need to generate. Mm and nurture ourselves i definitely agree and correct me if i'm wrong but i think it's at least my understanding of everything is and 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 through therapy and the own self-development work that i've done is there's a time and place for everything like nothing is inherently unhealthy you know because there there are going to be times where you are going to need to like if we're keeping with the archetypes um you know jump into warrior energy and potentially protect loved ones that, that there is going to be that time, you know, there are going to be as much as no one, we would not like to, I'm not going to promote violence or anything like that, but there, there could be times in your life that you are going to need to jump to that. You are going to need to protect yourself sometimes physically, um, you know, sometimes more in establishing boundaries, um, 
And I think that something that got me for a long time is the ideology that only certain things were like a healthy expression, you know? So I think in that shadow work, I was more leaning towards, you know, the abdicator, if we're talking about the king, because I was like, I don't want to, like my view of kind of, you know, taking authority was controlling. It was manipulative. These were my kind of my, um, I guess that was my belief system. You know, people that did that were, you know, self-serving. They were, you know, all of these kind of traits. So I never really wanted to be that because I was like, well, you know, but then there is a time and a place for absolutely everything. And I think it's just about learning, growing, doing the work and, you know, journaling and, and figuring out, are you too accepting? You know, do, do you struggle to set boundaries? Because as you said earlier, boundaries are from my own personal um, experience that, and they are very, very healthily as long as they're healthily laid down, you know, everybody has their own boundaries and, and they're perfectly acceptable. And it's just down to the individuals in your life, whether they accept them or not, whether they're reasonable is, a, is another question. And we've discussed in, in the men's circle about, you know, sometimes people, partners, friends, family, they're not necessarily going to understand, but I think you, you eloquently put it. And, and if I misquote you, please jump in. You said that, you don't necessarily need to understand, but, but you do need to accept that that is a boundary for me. Yeah. Yeah. Accept and allow. So communication, we can, we can try and get to understanding, but some people as with life, we all understand to the extent of our experiences and knowledge. Some people will not understand, mm-hmm. but if they love you, they will accept and allow you to instate a boundary. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. And, and what you say about the, the boundaries and, drawing on these archetypes and the main thing is yes nothing necessarily is unhealthy if you're in the fullness if you're serving and from a like a a place of maturity for instance boundary setting and getting into your warrior archetype is absolutely i'm a massive believer in it and the the thing we've got to navigate now in society is that the fact that anger is just deemed as a complete bad thing and that is can't even be dis- discussed again it's this masculinity it's almost this toxic femininity that's attacking masculinity and causing more damage mm-hmm. what we need to do is um be able to do defend our boundaries but do it with a uh, understanding and compassion and wisdom mm. or else we'll become a sadist and hurting people for the sheer hell of it um but in our fullness we can um, I like. I'm a big believer of. It's it's interesting with men's work um, and going. Once some people go really far into men's work, they become really way more uh, in their pacifist lover archetype, almost feminine energy. Um, mm-hmm it's like it swings the other way almost. So I'm a big believer in what I try to do at the men's circles is really make them scented, uh, scented. They'll be nice scented with fire, uh, centered. <laughs> um, if you ever come to my men's circles, you'll understand my, <laughs> my words escape me sometimes. Um, but one of my sort of slogans for my business, make ready, like to make ready is to be prepared whatever that is Mm. in my case is mindset 
Mm-hmm. That's and it's make ready men. So men be prepared. Be prepared for what? Anything. So my my little slogan thing is leading with love. We've always got to lead with love. So for me, that is our higher purpose, right? If you don't believe in God, fine. If you don't believe in any anything else other than love, lead with it. Like lead with love in your heart. Am I what I is what I'm doing serving love? So you can physically set a boundary and reinforce a boundary in your warrior archetype for love i.e you're in your home someone's coming in you love your family you love life you love your own life someone's coming in and attacking you Mm. what are you going to do you're going to draw on that warrior and you want to attack back Mm. and what's reasonable force we won't get into that but the warrior full I love my family that much. Am I willing to die for it? Yes. Get me stuck in leading with love, potentially doing something very violent, but is it necessary? Absolutely. Cause you are protecting your family. You're protecting your realm. Mm-hmm. That is a loving thing to do. But then if we look at leading as a King, am I being loving? Am I leading with love? Because if I'm in my tyrant, no, if I'm my abdicator, I'm not stepping up when actually I could probably do it better, but my lack of self-worth is feeling, no, I'm not stepping up. Then I'm not leading with love because I'm not loving people. I'm not loving society. I'm not loving my family. I'm not loving everything I come across enough to step up and take the responsibility of being king, of being in that energy and taking leadership when I am more than capable of being able to do so. But my, I'm allowing my own lack of self-worth get in the way. And the second part of that is lead with love, but always make ready. Make ready what? Make ready our mindset. Make ready our bodies. Look after our health. Look after all of this stuff we're talking about, our internal worlds. Because if we're not looking after that, we're not coming with our best selves. And it will manifest in toxic ways. It will manifest in negative ways. It will impact our personal relationships, our work life, our society. Mm. And it's all this stuff we can do to really, and it's a never ending journey. The work is just, it's, I always laugh. Like when I'm doing, I've been doing um, mixed martial arts or martial arts of some form for like 16 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done a lot of different disciplines and uh, fought a few times. And the more I do it, the more I realize I've got more to learn. You know, the more progress I make, the more I'm like, oh man, I'm still, this journey is like endless. There's so much to learn. Yeah, I, that resonates with me on such a high level with pretty much everything, self-development specifically, psychology massively so, because every time you learn something, you're like, ah, uh, yeah, I'm so... I'm, like I, and Gus said at the circle, and I think a lot of people that, you know, it's ignorance is so bliss. You know, you, you think you've got everything figured out and then you learn something and you're like, oh, well, that's actually changed my whole perception on me, life, the way that I do things, everything, the way I form attachments, relationships. And the more the more you learn, there's almost this, for me anyway, this tendency to feel like I'm still so... um uneducated or, or, or dumb whatever whatever language you want to use there's still so much more to unpack uncover and and it is an endless process you know because each time you learn something you'll apply it you'll 
deal with certain things better. You might pendulum over to the other side and deal with some things worse. Um, but then the more you learn, again, those things, you, it's just little adjustments as you meander through life, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think, go on, sorry. I was going to say, and it's having the, the humbleness and humility to understand that um, there is always more to learn and mm-hmm. you can learn from everyone. Mm-hmm. That's been a big one with, the, with these podcasts as well. Um, because in, in my everyday life, like I'm, like I'm a coach myself, so I'm normally, how do I describe this? I don't want to say telling people what to do. I'm normally the educator. So, um, but it's been brilliant to have these discussions on on the podcast because they're areas of my interest. You know, selfishly, the the, the podcast for me is so um, self serving in in the way that I'm talking about lots of things that I'm passionate about and I'm really interested in. But the overarching reason behind the podcast is the education. You know, I want to help instill a growth mindset. I want to. I want to take people's hand as an introduction to there's many ways into this realm and these are the kind of people that kind of have done it this is the kind of route you can take if you don't like it cool there's this route as well but whatever interests you Um, but it's been really interesting just listening and I think that what I would love to talk about now is we've spoken so much about men's work and and mentioned the men's circle is let's break it down like what is the men's circle What's the layout? Let's talk details about how how you help to instill this men's work into people. Yeah, so um, the men's circle is just it's me, it's providing a space where men can get together, um, and there's different layers to it. And so men's circle is like a men's circle. There's lots of different men's circles. Different men run them, and they'll probably they'll have their own formats. Mm-hmm. Um, I've developed mine over over the last eight months or so um which has been a really beautiful journey and um as you can imagine like there can be this um we're just men talking around a fire but it's not as easy as that because men have big egos generally we all have our egos and everyone thinks this and that and especially like the masculine thing is telling each other fixing we want to find problems we want to fix it so we want to tell each other how to fix it and where they're going wrong and what they do and um it's not always beneficial and it can be quite damaging so it's really providing a space where men can connect but in more of a mature way so as we mentioned earlier um pub pubs and sporting places are not really the places to talk about your emotions mm-hmm. without being made fun of and having lots of banner chucked at you there's mm-hmm. a time and place but generally you're not going to open up about life um properly it's going to be very superficial chit chat so men's circles and are, are a place where you can truly connect um they're sober for a start connecting with other men in a sober environment. So you are conscious, you are aware. Um, and so the, the big sort of fundamental element is being able to share. Okay. So I, I, I would open up the space in a bit of a ceremony ritual, welcoming and acknowledging these archetypes um, and their elements and stuff and bringing in a bit of the, psychology and spiritual to to it um, because it does give context and structure 
and it's it's bringing in that ritual um we have a meditation to ground us down and bring us really present but the um the main thing is about sharing okay so it's providing space for men to just unload and express what they've got going on um and it's it can be whatever's going on like you don't have to dig deep and get all the emotional stuff out you can just have a check-in and be like i've been working on this in my business or this going on at work or this going on whatever it's like it's whatever you need to get off your chest, but it is a space where you can really dive deep and and say, look, I'm struggling with this because so often we don't need advice. We just having that, just being seen and heard by other men and held like that and just like held in this space and being able to voice, I'm struggling with this. It does it releases the burden because you've voiced it and so often i find there is a burden in being a man and part of that is keeping your shit together for the rest of your family for you and your partner whatever it is Mm. Um, that's part of being the divine masculine that pillar of strength and light for people to rely on you it comes with being there's a certain amount of stoicism that comes there and although, yes, we, we should be able to, and I encourage people bringing holding space into their relationship so that they can talk. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can't. And sometimes we just need to vent and get stuff off our chest. And that's, this is the space to do it. Mm. We provide that space. Um, and, you know, if you've got stuff you're grieving over, you're welcome. You're welcome to share that. If you're angry about stuff, you're welcome to share that. If you're joyous about stuff, you're welcome to share that. Mm. You know, it's it's about having the space to be able to tap into this stuff and share. Um, and it's a space where you don't have to, if you just don't feel like sharing, you don't have to share. Because so often we sit there and listen to other men's stories and learn from that also find understanding and acceptance because what we then find is that although we all our problems are packaged differently in our own lives but there's a commonality between them we might Mm -hmm. have experienced it at some time in the past or it might be something we're dealing with now or probably going to deal with at a later date you know we understand that connection between all of us Mm -hmm. and that's the brilliant thing about sharing and it's just it's also learning to hold space which is a really powerful tool it's really helps my ability to be very present and listen and i know the feedback from a lot of the men is like i've started to to listen more to people so often we're waiting uh for the conversation and we're just waiting for a pause so we can say here's a here's the story that's related to this or here's my opinion or we over talk and we just can't wait to, to control the conversation. And that's not what it's about. It's about keeping this quiet and just, and just allowing that person to, to, to express themselves in whatever way they want or not, but it's providing that space, which is really important and something we don't get in society. Mm. I think as well, um, just to clearly define holding space, one of the rules that you set, 
whilst people are sharing for however long that they're sharing is you clearly ask them to no one says anything while someone else is talking mm-hmm. um the person talking also has to acknowledge that they're finished by saying you know thank you for listening mm-hmm. and i think that those things are incredible really really good tools because it isn't something that you get in society uh for me when someone's telling me a problem i really have to check myself because although it comes from a place of care and affection and i want to i'm trying to help when you do offer advice if it especially unsolicited it's so dismissive to how someone's feeling or their situation because you know if you take it to a polar extreme and someone's like you know i'm so down and depressed it's it's the same as basically saying well have you tried not being <laughs> you know it's, yeah. it's it's so dismissive to how someone's feeling and the problem is with my kind of natural go-to of being the logical analytical i'm i'm instantly someone tells me a problem i'm like hmm well this could help them it's um you know i i have to really check myself even as a coach because i'm like well meditation would be great for this person journaling would be great for this person rather than just keeping my mouth shut listening obviously being present with them showing that empathy that care um and i think it's a really great tool and 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 it was the the first experience i had of that was besides therapy was the the men's circle you know and 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 listening to the other guys sharing whatever it was that they were talking about you said at the start was like just don't don't think about what you want to say now that was difficult for me really difficult and it's a skill that i'm working on because I, I I have such an ADHD style brain where like lots of things are firing in like ideas to add to the conversation, where the conversation could go, what I want to say, rather than just being present and listening to that individual. And, and the podcast has helped massively for this because a lot of the time uh, when I first started, I was I was really focused on the conversation and the direction and where things would go. Whereas and, and I didn't want to lose what I thought was a good like question or, or something that would add to the conversation. But I've also what I've found is when I've just been present with it, the conversation has just been so much better. It's flowed because I've allowed that person to, tr- to truly vocalize what they want to in a way that they want to. And it's effortless. Mm. And it's not rigid. Um, so how do, if, if someone isn't in, an environment of the men's circle therapy, how can they hold space? You know, how can they hold space for partners, friends, family? Yeah. So you can implement this in your lives, but um, it it takes an understanding on both parties. So it's having the conversation beforehand of um, certainly when you're getting into um, tackling difficult subjects that you think this may end in an argument. Mm -hmm. It's saying, I need you to hold space for me now. So what's holding space? It means you're attentively listening. You're not trying to counteract their argument. You're understanding um, what's going on for them. And it's just being really present, being really aware. Um, Having awareness of yourself when things are coming up in your own head um, and just trying to understand that they're expressing from a point of themselves. It's also like trying to focus again and the person who's sharing to focus on what your fit, what they're feeling. So if I'm sharing, I'm focusing on my feelings and what's going on for me, even if it's related, say if I'm, I'm talking to my partner, 
I'm not going to be saying you should do this. You should do that. It's like by your actions, it makes me feel like this. Um, and that way we take ownership of our own uh, re reactions, our own emotions um, is, is a bit less triggering. Um, and I'm able to express what's going on for me and not projecting what I think is going on. Mm -hmm. um, and just having that, right, hold, holding space. Can you hold space for me right now? Doing that. And then basically the other person not responding straight away. Mm. And does it even need a response? I'm learning a lot in my personal relationship with my partner of keeping my mouth shut <laughs> and holding space. Because, she, she, you know, she'll um, talk to me about stuff and, like, she's emotional or wants to rant about something and I have to keep catching myself. I'm like, I'm getting better at it now. It's like, do you want me to respond or did you just want to be seen and heard? And she's like, no, I just don't, I just want to be seen and heard. Cool. Especially when you look more into the energies, the feminine wants to be seen and heard. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like so often they want to be seen and heard, witnessed. They don't want the masculine. Men like solutions, problem, like problems to fix. And we like solutions and structure. And here's a plan of action. Great. Feminine doesn't really like that. Doesn't really need it. Um, they just want, I'm going to make this little container and make a safe environment so you can express, I'm not going to react negatively or I'm not going to take offense to any of it. I'm just going to create this space. Mm. Um, so that's like in a, in that dynamic, but certainly with, with any dynamic, uh, holding space is a really powerful tool because then we can put ourselves in a place of under of, of compassion and trying to understand instead of trying to fix, trying to respond. Mm -hmm. um, it also gives space for if we're triggered by what they've said to sit on that and understand that why it's triggered me. I don't need to respond. Mm -hmm. It's creating that space. So the difference between like responding and reacting, reacting is that knee jerk. You said something that offends me or has triggered me and here's my reply. Whereas right. if we're holding space for one another, we can sit with it and then question, do I need to respond? Do I really need that? Or do I just need to go away and reflect on what is brought up for me? There might then need to be a conversation that's had. Mm. But I always try and look at, does it need to be said? Does it need to be said right now? Does it need to be said by me? Mm. So with your personal relationship, would you kind of end like so if it's a difficult conversation would you end that like line of speech in the same way that, that we would in the men's circle and say you know thank you for listening and you've not just taken a long pause yeah yeah definitely thank you for sharing thank you mm -hmm. for listening mm -hmm. thank you for holding space mm -hmm. um and it's yeah it's really key not to set the boundary of we're not responding straight away mm. Um, because it kind of defeats the object of sharing. And it's been funny with um, with the men's circles as they've developed because men coming into a men's circle kind of want advice as well. And it's, it's a beautiful thing having men together who are on their paths and have a certain degree of awareness and experience. So you're like, okay, this might be a good group of men to get advice from. 
but what actually happened was people were projecting a lot um, and the advice was you should do this you shouldn't do it or you shouldn't do this and people were just being triggered and offended so mm. we've just taken that out because actually it's not part of that process that's so needed we actually can learn and get people's advice but just from listening on their own experiences mm-hmm. instead of being told what to do um and it's kind of similar in that personal relationships is just allow the space we don't need to respond cool they voice that there might be again something at a later date but don't don't react now sit with it hmm no, I love that. So I, I know that another thing that you've done quite recently is the retreat, the men's men's retreat. And I know that you were really busy prepping that, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. How did that look? What was the layout of that? That was, it looked very busy. We, we crammed in a lot over to, for two days. Um, so we did, that was, yeah, it went really well. Um, I did a, and greeted the men to the we got a place up in north yorkshire so in the beautiful countryside as often as possible we connect with nature my men's circles currently are all outside around a fire um, i will be expanding into indoor environment just to make it more accessible for some people but as, as often as not like we want to be going into nature so um yeah greeted people into the space we opened the the weekend with a ceremony um outlying intentions for the weekend mindful language like these spaces that i i try and create whether it's men's circles retreats are um spaces where it's a chance to step away from what's normal in society or what our normal is and try and elevate ourselves from everything from intention to speech mm-hmm. okay so it's been really mindful and i'm not asking for permission perfection i'm asking for an awareness and for an intent that we're going to try and elevate ourselves for this few hours in a men's circles or for this weekend um, at the retreat so we open up the space with this intention uh, outlying what's going ahead and welcoming the different energies archetypes and uh, things we're going to be working with Um, the friday night we did a I, i took a workshop on breaking down these archetypes and going really deep into the uh, shadow aspects as well. Um, and the divine masculine, basically what we've talked about in this, but in a more in depth, um, in, in depth workshop, which is really nice. There's a lot of, you know, toing and froing as well, like people adding in things and just understanding. Cause the, the important thing to remember with these archetypes and everything, it's, it's a person's point of view. And this is where it's funny when people get so set in their beliefs and stuff. It's like, it's just a point of view. Even if they're a professional or they've done some research, it's still a point of view. It's open for opinion, discussion uh, and application. So we'll break that down. That was really nice. And then Saturday morning, we wake up, meditate, get outside, did some movement outside in like a bit of Qigong, bit of just moving our bodies. Uh, sharing circle to start the day i did a then did a workshop on leading with love which went down really well really really well Um, and in that talked about why why it's so important that we lead with love in life um, and then got into a bit of buddhist uh, philosophy Mm -hmm. uh, compassion these kind of things but that was a really uh surprise went surprisingly well that one 
because sometimes with a lot of this stuff i i speak from experience and from the stuff i've learned and i'm generally sharing stuff that's resonated and has landed with me mm -hmm. because they're my space it, like i'm the person conducting the space um so and the invite is for anyone to take what resonates and leave behind what doesn't but just be open-minded enough to sit there listen and try and take it in without putting up barriers straight away let it let it sort of marinate and take away what you what you want um and then ali uh ali west did a great workshop on lifestyle might and tackled mind body and spirit a lot of what we do is mind body and spirit so we did uh how to reduce stress and looking at sort of implications in our lifestyle we can put in to reduce stress such as meditation cold water therapy these kind of things um and then we did body so movement injury pre prevention and stuff like that again why because if we're dealing with injuries which most of us were yeah. chronic pain damages your mental health you know it's all cyclical it's all intertwined um and then spirit we touched on journaling so that was a fantastic workshop went out hiking um in the afternoon, in the evening, I talked about uh, more about polarity. So how we can apply the understanding of masculinity and femininity into relationships. Um, touched on a bit of Tantra and sacred sex and understanding the relationship to our cocks and to uh, women's yonis and understanding how that works just in brief but it's really important to understand all of this stuff mm -hmm. and to be able to talk about sex and not giggling like little boys as part of being a mature man has been able yeah. to say cock without giggling um so we did that in the evening uh, and then sunday morning we did again the the meditation um but i led a cacao ceremony which was uh yeah which was really beautiful um and we did a bit of a journey, a guided meditation, like quite a long one, um, and did a bit of inner child work there, which was, which was really, really powerful. I think um, landed with some men, other men not so much, but everyone took part in it, and it was an experience ultimately. Um, and then, yeah, just to finish up the weekend, we, I spoke about mindset, and me and Ali um, helped the men. Um, just get a, create a little uh, takeaway list of what we're going to put into our lives and action, right? What resonated? So guys, what landed with you from the weekend and what do you want to then go and implement in your lives? Um, and then we've just been checking in, checking mm. in with them, seeing how we're getting on. So yeah, it was, because it, it, it's important for me to give the knowledge and stuff uh, or to share the knowledge and facilitate these experiences. Um, and that's the beauty of the retreats. You can really go in depth. It's like phones off, the, you know, put your phones in. We kept them in a Tupperware in the kitchen. Um, disc, like, disconnect from social media and the, and the rest of the world and be very present and let's dive deep and do the work. Mm. Um, and all this beautiful, just being in that environment for a longer period of time and like the conversations that happen between the workshops and on the hikes and stuff like that. And just this yeah. nice connection, um, which is really powerful. So yeah, looking forward to getting the next one in hopefully September time, hopefully yeah, going to get a bigger, bigger venue where we can have more men. That looks, it looks really good and it sounds 
exactly something up my street that um I think there's there's a massive market there. I think it's it's obviously getting out of nature. You know, I love my hiking, psychology, love that. And I think there's it's it's so useful to have these kind of deep dives essentially. You know, yeah, the men's circle's great because it's you know three hours, we can talk about things, but you know, you immerse yourself in that for a whole weekend. It's just it's an investment in you, it's an investment in your psyche and you know your your life your lifestyle moving forwards from that because there's going to be things that you can implement even if a lot of it doesn't land it will probably be the fact that you really enjoyed being off your phone and being away from technology and being present with men and you know just the whole experience of learning probably you know that's relatable to most people yeah so i know that you're also doing a mixed circle yeah. Which is interesting because obviously my experience has just been the the men's circle. So talk to me a little bit about what the goal is there. What why are you going from I know that you're going to be continuing to do the men's circle, but why have you decided to do a mixed one? Yeah, so it's funny, my first experience of sharing in circle is mixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my first sort of deep dive into this work is through meditation, mindfulness, Buddhist retreats Mm -hmm. uh, where we have circles and it's Mm -hmm. normally more women than men on this things as, as, as you've touched on, you know, women tend to do the work more than men or more open to this stuff because they don't have what we've discussed, all these blocks um, imposing them. So uh, yeah, that was sort of my initial start into this. Um, And my partner, um, works with women does very similar to what I what I do but with women um empowering women getting them to sort of take ownership of their bodies of their life um and yeah it's just a great opportunity we're like this is needed and it's it's interesting talking I think through me listening to the men in in the group and through stuff I talk on on uh, polarity um and often i relate things to myself my own lived experience and a lot of this stuff masculinity and femininity are playing out in obviously in my relationship um and looking at that journey but then also understanding like these tools for holding space and um understanding the other side of it because it's great if we're going to be like more mature better well-rounded men and going to be at for better service for our families and society then we need to understand the feminine this thing that we've suppressed for so long we need greater understanding to as much as possible and if we can't understand we need to accept and allow which a lot of the feminine is accepting and allowing um and making things safe for them to be in their feminine uh, so yeah i mean my partner are like right this is needed we need to get them together uh, and especially more to hear the stories i've over the last 18 months um gotten into spoken word so performing poetry basically um and in that environment i've heard shared a lot of female experiences of uh domestic violence abuse all of this stuff and it's shocking and most women like people very very close to me have um experience violence at the hands of men so a that's why it makes me passionate to do men's work anyway because we need to take ownership of this and responsibility 
and step up to be better lights in the world and lead by example. But also, I think it's going to be healing for both men and women to hear that the other other side hear their stories certainly for women to see men who are taking steps taking conscious steps and responsibility for their actions um and men understanding how their actions so when i talk about mindful speech and one like um watching what we say and how we act and men are sort of might laugh or belittle it or not acknowledge it and be like you're just being a bit too spiritual or hippie or whatever so okay right listen to these women and listen to how every time you do this action that how that impacts them so it brings more awareness right i mean it brings more understanding and as well as creating a space where it would be interesting to see um, I think you, you're coming to the mixed circle. Um, yeah, yeah. Interesting to see some of the men. Just see how how it is in the with the mix. Do they act any differently? Do do they share more or do they share less? You know, how does that dynamic work when we throw in women and mm. and and just everyone in the mix? Mm. I think initially there probably will be a difference. Mm. Um, not massively, but I think from a subconscious level, I think there'll be, um, it'll be interesting to see, because I, I said to you as well, like I was very intrigued to see how it goes because I think, I think it'd be, I think it'd be great. I think it'd be beautiful, um, and needed, but I do think that even from just a personal point of view, there's that kind of like, Oh, well now I've got to potentially share in front of female strangers. Like. I got used to the the male stranger part, like, and obviously we're all on the same path. And yes, logically, we're all collectively on the same path in this circle. But now there's that kind of that toxic masculinity creeping back in. You know, I've got to be vulnerable now in front of females. I've got to be vulnerable in in, in front of a, a not just one. Like, yeah, that's fine. Like in a relationship, I can totally do that. I can be vulnerable, but can I be vulnerable in front of ten complete female strangers? Yeah, that's interesting to unpick because I think that even though I'm, again, I'm nowhere near enlightened, air quotes, but I feel like I've been doing the work for a while now, you know, and I, and I could still catch these kind of toxic masculinity um, or limited beliefs within myself. So it's going to be very interesting just from a personal point of view as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, I, I'm going to find it interesting holding space for, for women as well because, um, yeah, it's n- nothing's going to highlight any insecurities or underlying shadows that you haven't tackled than, than being put in that position and share, mm-hmm. being vulnerable. Um, but I think this is the thing with doing the work and with the men's circles especially, a big thing that I'm trying to le- like do by bringing these spaces together is show men that, vulnerability is not a weakness Mm. it's in fact a massive strength Mm -hmm. huge strength to be able to hold yourself um with that strength and that love and that compassion to be able to be vulnerable it's incredibly Mm -hmm. empowering Uh, there's this uh, the toxic masculinity would say being vulnerable is a weakness and then when you break that down, it's like, okay, so what if, if being vulnerable and expressing emotion is weak, what is strength? Is strength bottling up everything, bottling your emotions, suppressing mm-hmm. until you 
lash out, you get drunk, you beat your wife, you get in a pub, a drunk at a pub. Is that is that strong? Hmm. Doesn't doesn't sound very strong to me. Hmm. So it's actually understanding that by owning your emotions, um, there's a huge amount of strength in that because it's taking responsibility and it's saying, actually, I'm confident enough in myself to be like, I'm having a, I'm having a shit time and I feel like crying and I'm going to do that. Great. Mm. You know, it's, and it's not saying that you need to cry when you're sad. That's not a thing either. It's like, just because you're angry doesn't mean you have to raise your voice and lash out any of those things done in the right way. Uh, are perfectly acceptable but it's making sure you allow yourself to feel the evo- emotions and learn how to express them in a healthy way hmm. oh, i love that i'm really looking forward to it um by the time this episode comes out we will have done the first mixed circle so it'll be interesting we'll have to revisit it once it's been done yeah daniel thank you so much for coming on before we end there is there anything that you haven't talked about that you would like to mention um Just in terms of, uh, yeah, with like men's circles and all of this stuff, like be courageous and take a step out, give it a chance, be have an, a growth mindset and step out your comfort zone and mm. um, try not to prejudge. There's often, I know when I first went on it, there's this narrative I'm not going to, like when I went on a Buddhist retreat, I'm going to feel really uncomfortable because I'm not going to be hippie enough. I'm not going to be this and I'm not going to be that. Try and take these expectations and prejudgments away and go and just see what it's about because the men we get out of circles, I would challenge anyone, just come down open-minded and you will, if you've got any negative preconceptions about men getting around a fire and talking about their feelings, we'll probably smash them by you coming down to one of our men's circles because they're they're yeah they're really powerful spaces and um transformative and whether it's if you can't get down to one of mine in we're in derbyshire um try and find one local to you Mm -hmm. and again if you don't like the first one go find another one like everyone facilitates differently they're all packaged differently find one that fits but you'll find so much growth in acceptance responsibility for your for, for your life and then finding community and support, whether that is in men's circles or finding a coach or going on a retreat. These are all tools that can really improve your life massively. So amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. And finally, where can people find a little bit more about you? Mm, so I'm on uh, Instagram mainly um, at Make Ready Men or at Make Ready Daniel. Um, and my website is at Make Ready Mindset or at ready men. Um, so you can subscribe on there and all new retreats and circles and everything podcasts eventually when I get my head around editing again. Um, so yeah, on those platforms. Perfect. Thank you very much. What I'll do is I'll link them down below in the description. Daniel, thank you for sharing your time with me. It's been a beautiful conversation and I genuinely can't wait to get you back on. I'd love to deep dive anything really but i think that was a beautiful introduction and i think there's lots for people to take away there so thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me man thank you it's important work <laughs>